Here we go. That is the sound of the bell for round number two, fight number six, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Right here, man. Yeah. Ready to, uh, you know, back again. Round two, technically our third podcast of 2022. Mm-hmm. We had some fights that took place over the weekend. Yeah, somewhat. Uh, it was a good card. We'll get into it a little bit right now, whether or not it was it was worth the cost. But at least we had some fights, Rick. Yeah, no, it was good to um, have you know some boxing this weekend. You know, good to have you over watching the fights. Yep. You know, we're going back and forth between the uh, Quadris fight and yeah. the uh, Thurman fight. Yeah, that's exactly right, boy. And we'll get to that Quadris fight. Yeah. Um, what a surprise and a little bit of a disappointment. I'm a big uh, Carlos Quadras fan. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that's probably. The last that we're going to see at Quadras, I, I think, at the elite level, man. Yeah, you know, it did seem like he got kind of old overnight. Yeah. I mean, even towards, again, before this fight, right, uh, I'm not going to say he was fading, but, mm-hmm. you know, when he um, he lost to Juan Francisco Estrada, and he actually yeah. had Estrada hurt early on, um, but then Estrada came back and finished him off. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably his last hurrah, unfortunately, because this kid, uh, was it Martinez? I probably got the wrong name. But, Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez. Rodriguez yeah, yeah, Rodriguez. Martinez is the other kid that's coming up to fight Chocolatito, yeah. I think, right? I think so. But um, but damn, kudos to him. What a performance. Yeah, no, no uh, awesome performance. You know, it was, uh, you know, another Robert Garcia fighter, um, Joshua Franco's brother. Yes. And, um, you know, looked great in this fight and, um, you know, great job for them. Yep, yep. I'll tell you, Rick, I had the opportunity um, in between our last podcast, had the opportunity to go watch um, – couple of pros get ready and sparring mm-hmm. um definitely uh met uh jose benavides okay. david benavides's dad absolute gentleman yeah. T- 10 out of 10 rick got to see one of his fighters diego pacheco mm-hmm. uh getting some rounds in with one of our guys raul lizarraga wow yeah that, that's good uh good work for raul it is it is good for uh raul great sparring session uh got to see uh joy gonzalez mm-hmm. um Jose Valenzuela and those guys, both of those guys are fighting in uh, in San Diego on that March fifth card. Yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, you know, Pacheco's uh, fighting in San Diego. Yep. Um, and then it looks like uh, Joey Gonzalez is actually in Fresno. That's it. Right. That's right. The day so, yeah. Before. Yeah, that's right. Joey Gonzalez is in Fresno. Um, Jose Valenzuela is, is supposedly on the March fifth card. Yeah. In um, in San Diego, but um, but yeah, good people. What a what a treat that was. And like I said, absolute gentleman, uh, Jose Benavides. Mm-hmm. And, and getting that all set up. Um, so we had the, you know, the quote-unquote pay-per-view, Rick. I think we got to start using that term loosely, yeah. right? Uh, Keith Thurman was kind of being called out on that, and Keith Thurman, never short for words, right, mm-hmm. says, hey, bubblegum ain't 25 cents anymore, Rick, when he's talking about <laughs> that that price tag on the pay-per-view, man. Yeah, you know, the the, the price was definitely a little excessive, um, and I think we, we, t- we hit on it a week or two ago. Um, it was just too much for that pay-per-view. You know, you've got uh, Keith Thurman coming off a three-year layoff. Yeah. You know, you've got um, Leo Santa Cruz coming off almost a two-year layoff. Yeah. You know, big names, but, you know, 
the opponents that they were fighting didn't warrant the pay-per-view. Yeah, you know, if this, Rick, if this is the new barometer, right, if this mm-hmm. is where the bar is set now for what a pay-per-view is yeah. with that $79 price tag, are you kidding me? Think about it, right? So what does that mean when Tyson Fury is going to fight Dillian White? Yeah. Well, if, yeah. if you scale it accordingly, what's that fight going to be, Two hundred two ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Right? At least 125 Well, you would yeah. think, right? <laughs> I was trying to think. Was it was it uh, Money Mayweather? Right, one of the when he did a pay per view that mm-hmm. I think it was near a hundred dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Mayweather uh, McGregor. Yeah, 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 and that was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. That was a big deal, but yet people bought it because it, that that is worthy of of a pay per view, right? Not about whether it was competitive. The event was big, mm-hmm. right? And and you talk about you know we always talk about old school kind of where we grew up and the fact that we would have to go to close circuit. Yeah. Right to the sports arena to you know I went to the um, the Honda Center in Anaheim I think it was called back then to watch uh, De La Hoya and and Chavez, but this is a fight, Rick. Okay, the entire card should have been on national television. Should have yeah. been on Fox, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fox, you know it. Uh, yeah, it definitely Fox. You know, if not, you know. Would it have been an HBO card? Yeah, right. You that's know, it, that's that's it, right. That's back right. In the day, and that's a very good point, right? At minimum, an HBO card. Yeah. Um, these guys would have been like uh, Showtime, right? Mm-hmm. With PBC, I think that's their affiliation. Um, but at best, here's the thing, right? It's early in the year, yeah. right? Everybody knows that boxing is still struggling, right, to really solidify itself, and it's it's yeah. in competition with MMA, right? Um, but you know, so you look at the main event of the card that they put on national television, the Abel Ramos and Lucas Santa Maria. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the way, they call that an eliminator. <laughs> an eliminator of what, Rick? An, an eliminator of, of who's going to be the standout um, gatekeeper? <laughs> I mean, they, again, with all due respect, right? Those are professional prize fighters and they're yeah. good fighters, but those guys aren't world class, Rick. No. No. Okay, and then you got Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios, mm-hmm. another WBC welterweight eliminator. How can you have four guys fighting an eliminator? Yeah, you know, how can a guy that hasn't fought in three years be an eliminator? That's a, yeah, that's exactly right. How's that possible? Was it a good card? Yes, to Keith Thurman's mm-hmm. point. You had some named fighters, you know, former champions, Keith Thurman, Louis Neary, and, of course, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. But what you do there, Rick, is you put three fights on public on the national television you start off with the ramos uh and santa maria fight yeah then the santa cruz and then you go the main event keith thurman yeah that's what you do yeah because the casual boxing fan and this is kind of who they need to get back Mm -hmm. to right is kind of perusing channels right Mm -hmm. it's kind of perusing you know you put the guide button right to kind of see what's on the guide and then oh look at that boxing yeah and then you go ahead and check it out and say geez this is pretty good you're not going to get people are going to pay 79 bucks no, to watch and, Keith Thurman headline a, a card, man, and and it wasn't really uh, you know promoted. Uh, you know, we knew because you know we're big boxing fans, but do, did the yeah. casual fan know that hey, this fight was coming up? No, that yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I'll be honest with you, right? I didn't even know that yeah. they had the quote unquote undercard with the main event of Ramos and Santa Maria on yeah. on national television. Yeah, I couldn't find that anywhere. Right, I'm looking around and said, "Oh, geez, look at this! They ha- they have it on." And I'm like, "I so yeah." The whole thing, boxing didn't help itself mm-hmm. by by putting this on pay per view. And I would be shocked if they even released the numbers. Yeah, I, I highly doubt hundred thousand buys. There's no way they get a hundred thousand buys. Yeah, yeah. And again, and this is right in a day and age, right, where I think that you know there's so many different methods and platforms of how to stream fights mm-hmm. that you know why even why even go this route? Yeah. 
there's, I mean, yeah, think about it. If you're just on the edge, Rick, or on the fence, you're not going to mm-hmm. pay 79 bucks for this fight. No. For this card. Yeah, Bubblegum isn't 25 cents, but neither are quality fights. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? And like I said, if you start to scale this accordingly, Rick, so I'm telling you, so what, what you know, that means when Canelo's fighting, what are uh-huh. we talking, 300 bucks? Yeah, you know, luckily all his fights have been on the zone, but yeah, yeah. If, if he fights in a, on a PVC card, you can you can bet that thing's going over 100. It's a matter of time before we see the $500. You know, when, and then what what if Spence and Crawford ever fight, you know, what's that going to be? Yeah, forget it. Yeah, and that's only going to, by the way, that and that's only going to push people, let's be honest, right, to find, you know, air quotes, other methods of watching mm-hmm. these fights. Yeah. That's what that does, right? And then they end up losing money anyways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just seems like they're doing this just, just to kind of keep up with UFC. Yeah. Because UFC charges seventy nine ninety five yeah. for their fights. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean... That you can start doing that. Right. And the thing is with UFC, though, correct me if I'm wrong, is usually, not always, right, mm-hmm. but usually every there's a championship fight, right? And, yeah. it's, and it's a legitimate, quote-unquote, eliminator Yeah, that, that's being fought, not so in boxing. And, and you, you've got, like, you know, the champ fighting against the number one ranked right. you know, guy. Yeah, they do it correctly. Number two, you know, they, there's not going to be a, you know Keith Thurman yeah. versus a guy who's never fought at middle uh, at welterweight right you know coming up off, off a loss yeah that's right you know that's not what they're going to show you yeah no that's exactly right no this was a this was i don't even want to say it was a stretch to say it was a pay-per-view it had no business mm-hmm. being even in the discussion of pay-per-view yeah. it puts the whole pay-per-view in just a whole different light yeah like it, you talk about setting the bar you you're going to trip on the bar coming in that's yeah. a, that's how low they set it so um Here's what's not going to be low is this podcast. So we got a couple things coming up today. Well, one big thing, of course, we got the boxing news. Of course, we have the stat of the week. That's mm-hmm. a given. But we got our long-awaited pound-for-pound list, Rick. No, I can't wait. A lot of people have been asking about it. And uh, finally, this week, we're, we're going to release it. And here's the thing, right? I don't know your list. Yeah. And you don't know mine. Uh-uh. So we're going to see, right? And we talked about it before the show. So we're going to start at number one and work our way down to mm-hmm. 10. Because I think number one... I mean, you know, fair to say that you you probably have Canelo. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I think it's going to get, you know, it'll get interesting. It'll get interesting. We'll and see we'll see how correct your list is. And I think it's lower <laughs> the lower we get into the 8, 9s and 10s and I think that's where you're going to see the huge difference. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Rick. So I I, you know, I pulled every list, right? Mm-hmm. I pulled the uh the transnational boxing list, yeah. the ESPN list, the boxing news, the Ring magazine, um and I've got fighters that are not, not on their list. Okay. Yeah. Interested I got, to see it. Yeah, I got at least four. I'm looking at my list. I got about four fighters uh-huh. that, that aren't on their list. Okay. And in some cases, they're they're on their list, top five. So that that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see what we have. Um, round number two, Rick. We always talk about a fight that resonates for us in round number two. I'll go ahead and hand it to you, Rick. This is your pull. Okay. So we've got uh, Roy Jones Jr., uh, back in 2004, yeah. at the uh, second fight with Antonio Tarver, he was knocked out in the second round, uh, motionless. You know, he was hit with a uh, a big left, yeah, and he went down, and you know, his head kind of hit the rope and and off the canvas, yeah. And, you know, that was it. Yeah, and this is as Bobby Ches used to say, really the beginning of the end. Yeah, as far as um, Roy Jones, right? Mm-hmm. He had one loss going into that fight, but it was the DQ against mm-hmm. Montel Griffin. If you remember that fight, yeah. right? Didn't really count. So for all intents and purposes, he was undefeated 
going into this fight. And I think Tarver, they ended up having a trilogy, right? Yeah. But Tarver was just one of those fighters that had his number, man. Yeah, you know, and, and I think a lot of the um, criticism was um, Roy Jones going up in weight to yeah. fight John Ruiz, going to heavyweight, and then coming back down to fight uh, yeah. Antonio Tarver. Yep. At uh, they were fighting at 175. That's right. And um, you know it was just too much weight to lose. You know, yeah. and, and um, you know, but it could have just been something. It was Antonio Tarver had his number. Yeah, but but you make a good point though, right? Because I think that um, you know Roy Jones's best weight was what 168 probably. Or yeah, 160, 160. 168. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when he was pretty much unbeatable mm-hmm. and just making fighters look absolutely ridiculous, yeah. right? Um, and so you're right. He he moves up to fight Ruiz. That was in 2003, right? Yeah. Um, and then in 2003, later that year, he beats Antonio Tarver in a majority decision. But then in the rematch, which was in May of 2004, knocked out in the second round. And then after that, Rick, three consecutive losses after that because then he lost to Glenn Johnson uh-huh. and then he lost again to Antonio Tarver. Yeah, you know, which was kind of weird. Like he didn't take a tune-up fight or anything, but uh, – yeah. I actually think Glenn Johnson, they considered that the tune-up fight. Yeah. And he ended up getting knocked out in that one as well. Got knocked out. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and you know, once he lost that first fight, especially when he got knocked out the way he did in mm-hmm. devastating fashion, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Of as far as him being, you know, the pound-for-pound pound elite of that era. Yeah. And for a little bit, he went into, like, uh, Gary Russell mode where he had just one fight a year. Yeah. One in 2005, one in 2006, and one in 2007. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. And then yeah. he comes back, and then his next loss was to uh, the great Joe Calzaghe mm-hmm. in 2008. So there you go. A round two knockout, Tarver, Roy Jones. Good pull, Rick. All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to get into the pound-for-pound pound list that Rick and I have, unshared. They're like in sealed envelopes, mm-hmm. man. Can't wait to see who you got, Rick. We'll let you know if your list is correct. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back. Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, and Rick Prado are back. Of course, don't forget to hit us up. Social media, Instagram, Pacific Coast Boxing. Website, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Twitter, at Boxing. Email us directly, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. Of course, you can go to the website. You can uh, join our group list, Distro, and then you can catch us as there. Uh, the way it's looking, right, hopefully uh, we'll be at the Friday uh, Fights with Thompson Promotions, Rick. Mm-hmm. That'll be on a Friday. People want to catch up with us, and we'll have some merchandise. And then Saturday, we will be at the Jaime Munguia in uh Ballard fight. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. You know, um, you know the bull ring down in TJ. Yeah. Yeah, it should, should be a great time. The last fights that I attended in a bull ring was um, Hector Lopez mm-hmm. um, fighting... Um, Against uh, Miguel Angel Gonzalez. Okay. Back in Aguascalientes, Mexico, 1993. That's the fight that I mentioned uh, to Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Yeah. Watching his uh, watching his dad. And what a scene, by the way. I mean, just an amazing time. Mm-hmm. It's just different, right? Yeah. No, I, I can't wait. You know, I want to see the, the atmosphere. Um, it'll be like no fights we've ever, uh, or no fight I've ever attended. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. going to be good. And that's a nice place. That's the one right by the, uh, it's right by the ocean, right? Right by the ocean, yeah. Because you can kind of see it, like, you cross the border, you go mm-hmm. off to the right, and then you're going up the hill. Yeah. Right? And if you're fast enough, you can kind of swim around that little <laughs> yes. fence that they got. That's right. It goes into the ocean. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right, man. 
They've updated that wall, by the way. Oh, did they? I, yeah, you haven't been there lately, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, the wall to the right, like it used to be really just crappy. Uh-huh. Like anybody could scale it, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that wall is like, you cannot get around it now. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check it out, man. All right, Rick, the pound, the long-awaited mm-hmm. pound-for-pound list, okay? Yeah. We have not. Let me see my envelope. Open up my list, right? Mm-hmm. You still can't see it. Can't see it. Rick and I sit opposite. We'll have to take a picture again on the studio level set for people. So we're going to start off at number one and then work our way down to number 10, Rick. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? So let me ask you, what did you base your ten your, t- your pound for pound list on? Uh, pound for pound, um, you know, you take a lot into uh, consideration, you know, how how busy they are, yeah. Um, you know, have they been beaten? How long have they been dominating within their um, weight? Yeah. And, um, you know, just comparing them to other fighters, who they fought, yeah. it was, was huge with me. Yeah. Um, you know, having that, um, you know, you can be 38 and 0, yeah. but if you only have one fight where I can tell you who yeah. the fighter is, you know, that doesn't mean much. Yeah, I would say I took a similar approach, mm-hmm. except I will say that I kind of veered off a little bit on your last point. Yeah. Because I think that, and, and this, and I'm going to tell you something, like Crawford made my list. I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, Crawford's in my top five. Yeah. I didn't have him in there before, but here's the thing, Rick. With all of the politics that exist today in boxing mm-hmm. and the difficulties in getting the big fights, it's not always the fighters' yeah. issue that they can't get these big fights. Mm-hmm. So I didn't necessarily weight that very heavy, yeah. right? Whereas before I would have um I would have penalized like Terence Crawford for not fighting somebody, yeah. right? Now it's like, look, he's been with top rank, right? PBC is tough to deal with. They mm-hmm. they hold all of the welterweight cards. So why should I penalize him yeah. because he doesn't have really a lot of big wins? So I also looked at that route. I looked, right, Rick. There's also the one thing you didn't mention, Rick, the eye test, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Maybe because I've been in the squared circle, Rick, but Mm -hmm. the eye test means a lot to me. If I am impressed with a certain fighter's proficiency, speed, and timing, he made my list. Okay. 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 In addition to everything that you said as well. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There, there, there's the criteria, whatever, whatever that is, whatever we just established. Okay. Maybe it's just like a fight fans criteria too, Rick. You know, are they entertaining? Mm-hmm. Right, that's part of it as are, well. You know, are you going to pay seventy five dollars to watch them? That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good way to look at it, Rick. That's exactly yeah. right. Are they? You know, are they worth it? And and that's mm-hmm. a very good point. Yeah. Right, because if you are, it means they bring something. Mm-hmm. The some some sort of anticipation. Yeah. Some skill set, something unique. Right. Just an event. All right. That being said, so let's go. Number one, I think, got to be easy, Rick. Yeah. Safe to say we both have Canelo. Yeah, it has to be Canelo. You know, if you look at any list, you know, even even ESPN at this point finally gave in. Yeah. And it's Canelo. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And you have to write, he's got the resume. He's beat everybody. Mm-hmm. The undisputed super middleweight champion, right? Beats Billy Joe Saunders. Beats Caleb Plant. Beats uh, Evandra Elidrum, right? Mm-hmm. Literally um, every single opponent. And here's the other thing, right, that, that we didn't cover. It's not just... Uh, that he's winning. It's also how he's winning. Yeah, dominating fashion. Yeah, he's he's breaking fighters down. You know, getting the late stoppages. Literally breaking um, orbital bones. Yeah, and and just you know taking those risks. You know, right. like he could still stick around at you know 
maybe maybe not 154, but he yeah. could stay at middleweight and kind of you know make people come and fight him there. Yeah. But um, he's got, he's gone up in weight, you yeah. know, and uh, he's even talking about continuing to do that. So you know, we'll see. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's got everything that we just talked about, mm-hmm. right? The 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 dossier, the um, the eye test, yeah. right? You want to pay. X amount of money to watch him fight mm-hmm. simply because you know you're going to watch something special. And that's another thing, right? You know he's going to be in Canastota, New York. Yeah. Just like we will be in June, God willing, mm-hmm. to watch the inductions. He's going to be there, right? Yeah. He'll be in the International Boxing Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. This is where I think, Rick, number two, I don't think we're going to see eye to eye on this one. Okay. So, who do you got as number two? I have, you know, and, and I've been changing it since I've been sitting here. <laughs> but I love it. I have Earl Spence at number two. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. My number two, Rick? Uh-huh. The Gypsy King, Rick. The Gypsy King, Tyson okay. Fury. You should have known that since I had the Gypsy King, remember, uh-huh. in the top 10 heavyweights of all time. Yeah. Remember? I have him beating Ali. I have him beating Sonny Liston. I have him beating Joe Lewis, mm-hmm. right? I have him annihilating Rocky Marciano, right? And Jack Dempsey, although Je- Dempsey would have given mm-hmm. him a harder time. So how could I not have this guy at number yeah. two, Rick? No, you know, one of the most intelligent fighters out there, you know, um, probably doesn't have the physical skills of yeah. some of the other people, but he's so big and he knows how to use what he has. Rick, he's beat the guy who beat yeah. the guy, right? Yeah. Great fights with Deontay Wilder. We mm-hmm. don't have to go into that. Three times, gets up, Undertaker, yeah. beats Vladimir Klitschko, okay? Um, and he's a heavyweight, yeah. okay? So that's my, that's why I've got him at number two. Why do you have Spence at number two? I have Spence at number two. I think he's 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 beaten everybody pretty much in that welterweight division, yeah. at, other than Terrence Crawford. Yeah, and just feel like, um, you know, the skills. You know, he he's 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 a good fighter. Yeah, and um, you know, he's kind of beaten everybody. Yeah, he has yeah. right. He has. I don't think again this. You know, the whole car accident that yeah. didn't help him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last fight against Sean Porter, I think, started to cast a little doubt yeah. about how good he is. Um, that's probably the main reason why I don't have him at, at number two, Rick. Okay. Um, but I do have him, however, at number three, Rick. Okay. He's my number yeah. three guy. So who's your number three? Um, my number three is, um, Nioa Inoue. Oh, wow. Yeah. The monster. Three, yeah. The monster. Okay. I, I think even though the, his record, uh, yeah. you know, he's got a great record. Yeah. He's been knocking everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat the, um, no, Nonito Donaire. Yeah, you know, um, so great Filipino th- that flash. was a great win, and Donaire looked good against you know in his last fight. Yeah, uh, really impressed with Inaway, even though it's not a who's who. Yeah, but in that weight division, it's kind of hard to to know a lot of these opponents. But yeah, he's looked great and has great skills. So that's the thing, right? And you mentioned it. You're yeah. you're you're spot on as far as in that weight division, right? Yeah. The, you know, Nonito Donaire, the Filipino Flash, is probably the biggest name. And, of yeah. course, it was, like, candidate for fight of the year. Amazing fight. Mm-hmm. I think with him is uh, is the fact that it's the, it's the quality of opponents that are available for him to fight. Yeah. And is that his fault? Not really, right? But the, the, but the fighters that he's beating and annihilating are beating other fighters, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? So I, I completely understand why you have him at number three. I've got Spence Jr. at number three mm-hmm. for all of the aforementioned reasons that you talked about. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I could have pushed Spence up, but, mm-hmm. I, I, but I left him there. 
Yeah. All right, Rick. Who do you got at number four? Uh, number four, I have uh, Alexander Usyk. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Okay, so four, so we don't have to to, to retread it. I have Inoue at number four. Okay. Just for the reason that I just said is that um, I think that Spence Jr. has fought better opponents, right? Mm-hmm. Porter, um, even beating, of course, Mikey Garcia. So that's why I put him ahead of Inoue. And, that, Inoue, and, and that's simply because he's had the opportunity to fight better yeah. fighters. Yeah, no, I, I like I, I like Usyk at um, at four. Um, you know, he cleaned out his division, moved yeah. up to heavyweight. Yeah, looked great against Anthony Joshua. You know, what what else can you ask for? I, I, there's there's a chance he beats him again. Yeah, and then we'll kind of see. You know, is it going to be is it Tyson Fury or is it Usyk? You know, at the heavyweight division. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing: is that uh, I don't have Usyk there. Yeah. Okay, we'll go through my list. Yeah. You may not even hear me say Usyk ever yeah, again after not, this. Yeah. If the biggest win for Usyk is who? Anthony Joshua. Okay, so then we're you're saying that Anthony yeah. Joshua is a great heavyweight. If that's his biggest win. Well, you know, he cleaned out the uh, you know, that cruiserweight division. Exactly. You the know, cruiserweight uh... division with who? Ikabu <laughs> and and which with the guys that just uh-huh. fought that Canelo's looking to to get in there with, right? Uh-huh. I'm not convinced, okay, that it's not so much Usek. I'm not convinced that Anthony Joshua is a great heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He beats a, a fading Vladimir Klitschko barely. Yeah. Okay. Um, he should have got knocked out. Okay. And then of course he gets completely dominated by Usek. Mm-hmm. So to me, with Usek, you know, I need to see him beat an actual real heavyweight. And yeah. AJ's not it for me. D- Derek Chisora is not going to cut it either. No, not no. really. No. <laughs> nope. But yeah. that's fine. That's but fine. Yeah, you know. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I should start, I should write down. Okay. So I had Cano. Who'd you have at number two? You had Spence, right? Spence, yeah. And then number three, you had Inouye. Inouye. Okay. And then number four, you bought into everybody else's list and put Usek up there. I, I put Usek up there. Yeah, makes sense. I knew you were going to get swayed by the ESPNs <laughs> of the world. You know, I knew it. Yeah. All right, Rick. Let's go one more before we take a break, and then mm-hmm. we'll get to the last five. Who do you have at number five? I have uh, Terrence Crawford. Wow, there you go. Yeah, ma- ma- yeah. mainly uh, just he was lower on my list before, yeah. but yeah. you know he was able to beat um, Sean Porter. Yeah, very impressively. Yeah, there you know. He's he's at five. I he's totally five. agree, Rick. Yeah. You got that one right. Yeah. You got that one right. Uh, Crawford is number five mm-hmm. on the pound for pound for exactly what you just said. If he would not have beaten Porter, he's probably not in the top five. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, though, right? He's one of these guys that he passes the eye test, Rick. That guy is extremely skilled, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, super skilled. So he's not just somebody that impresses you on the speed bag and, and, the, and the heavy bag and the jump rope. In the ring, his skill sets are just amazing. Yeah. And to me, he just, I needed to see it against a top 10, a quality fighter. Mm-hmm. He showed it to me against uh, Porter. He's in the top five. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right, Rick. So, so far, so out of the five, so we only have a match on Canelo, on Crawford. Um, Spence Jr. and Inouye were close, right? Yeah. You had uh, Spence Jr. at two. I had him at three. So, him and Inouye were close. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm telling you, I've got guys that, you know, I didn't go, um, well, mainstream like you did. Yeah. It seems like with Usek, you know, because you went with the popular choice. I don't go with the popular choice, Rick. Yeah. It's a little different. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back 6 through 10, Pacific Coast Boxing.
Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back after the one through five, pound for pound. So I'm going to go ahead and reset them. Um, number one, we both had Canelo. Yep. Number two, I had Fury. You had Spence Jr. Number three, I had Spence Jr. You had Inoue. Mm -hmm. Number four, I had Inoue. You had Usek. And then at number five, uh, you had Crawford properly placed yeah. at number five. Yeah, um, yeah I think U Usek is the one. Um, and I love how you brought up the fact that uh, that he beat Derek Chisora, 30, 32 and twelve. Derek to Chisora, <laughs> that was that was that was the pull right. That, that, that was, was the, the that was the quality you, opponent. What about Tony Bello? Who Tony, lost Tony, Tony Bellu? Yeah, yeah. Other than the fact that he was in the movie, right? Yeah, he was in Creed, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. I just like I said, now if Usek. Even if he beats Joshua again, okay, if he beats him again, mm. now he's starting to gain some credibility with me. Then you got him in the then you got him in the top ten. I don't know. I don't know, right? We're we're gonna see. He still mm. may be in my list. You don't know. Yeah. Right? But he you know, again, you're we're making the assumption, and I get it, mm -hmm. that Anthony Joshua is a great fighter. This is not um uh Teofimo Lopez beating um Lomachenko. Yeah. Lomachenko was like, you know, at one point, number one, right, mm -hmm. pound for pound. So that he, again, Teofimo Lopez punched his ticket automatically. Yeah. So what, you, what you're saying, a lot of people are so, and you're not the only one, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just let's just give me go step back. The Transnational Boxing Board has Usek at number two. ESPN has Usek at number three. Yeah. Uh, Boxing News, Usek at two. Ring Magazine, Usek at two, right? So yeah. you're not the only one, like I said, you went mainstream. Mm -hmm. But what that means is they're saying that Anthony Joshua is that great a heavyweight that Usyk punched his ticket by beating him. Yeah, I don't think so. So, all right, Rick. But let's move on. Okay, six through ten. This is where it can get a little murky. Mm -hmm. All right, who do you got at number six, Rick? I have Josh Taylor at number six. That's a good one. Yeah, I could understand that. Now he's not my number six. Uh -huh. But number six, I've got Juan Francisco Estrada, Rick. Okay. I just think the wars that he's had, mm -hmm. and I also think that, you know, um, their weight, right, and where they're at, it does get forgotten, right? The whole superfly, and um, he's a very skilled fighter. He's another fighter, by the way, that when you talked about the pay-per-view, anybody he's fighting, it's a must-watch. Yeah. Um, but I understand putting Josh Taylor at number six, yeah. Rick. No, you know, Josh Taylor, he's he's got the... Uh... The unified 140-pound titles yeah. um, has looked good in, yeah. you know, most, in, in all of his fights. Undefeated fighter, um, you know, came to the U.S., you know, to, uh, to beat Jose Ramirez. Yeah. You know, uh, was able to beat Regis Prograce. He has, yep. He's got uh, Victor Postol. He's got some big wins. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, looking for big things from him uh, this coming year. There's no doubt about it, right? And, um, you know, beats Jose Ramirez, of course, right, to, to get the undisputed. Don't get me wrong. He's in my 6 through 10, so yeah. he made the top 10, just yeah. not that high. And that's only because I don't think he's as skilled mm -hmm. as some of the other fighters that I have in yeah. front of him, like an Estrada, who I just named, who I think has, has fought in a lot better wars. Mm -hmm. And, again, the eye test for me. Nothing against Taylor. Yeah. Excellent fighter. Um, just don't have him as high as number six, but I get it. Mm -hmm. All right, Rick, number seven. This, I'm going to tell you right now, this is where it starts to get a little uh, little controversial uh -huh. with some of who I have. Well, I think this one is going to be pretty upsetting to you. Oh, so you're number seven we're on, right? Number seven. Oh, okay. Vasily Lomachenko. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Rick? I got him up there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
He's been written off for for beating a, a Richard Old Man Kami. Give me a break, man. Okay, why? Why? Why do you have him at number seven? You know, I I, I think um, he bit he, he he lost to a really game, uh, you know, Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, but still could be the best middleweight or uh, best uh, lightweight in that division. Yeah, I don't even know if he was ever. Should ever been on the, I mean, pound for pound. At uh-huh. some point, he was number one, okay? Uh-huh. This is a guy, Rick, that had, you know, what, 400 uh, amateur fights, mm-hmm. right? So he wasn't an amateur. He came in as a pro. Yeah. Um, I do think he's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's in the top 10. He needs to beat somebody else that's relevant, Rick. He got yeah. beat up pretty badly by Teofimo Lopez, okay? Uh-huh. And so if Teofimo Lopez is not in the list, which I, uh-huh. I, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going out on a limb. I don't think he's in your top 10. No. Okay. Mine either. So if Tiafimo Lopez is not in, then I don't see how Lomachenko can be in. Yeah, so he you got know, beat by he got beat. Then you have to have Tiafimo Lopez who beat him. Yeah, no, but you know I think the other part is Lomachenko could probably go down to one thirty. You know, and 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 dominate yeah. that division. Yeah, um, he's choosing to stay at one thirty five. Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody else in the division right now. Can, yeah. can can beat him since Teofimo moved up at 135 or 130 at, at, at 135 yeah. or or 130. I think 135 he yeah. can be beaten simply because I don't think that's his best weight. Yeah, I think 130. Yes, uh-huh. but again, now here's the thing: a lot of these guys for me, right? So he's on the outside looking in for me. Mm-hmm. I'm already giving away that Lomachenko did not make my yeah. list, right? I think you knew that. Well, see, I, I knew. Yeah, you, you know, knew that. that, but I think he beats a Shakur Stevenson, uh-huh. right, or somebody at 130, and Oscar Valdez, whoever. Yeah. yeah, now now he's got my attention again. Okay. But not not after getting completely annihilated by <laughs> Teofimo Lopez. Like I said, I'd have to have Teofimo Lopez yeah. in there. That's just me. It's close on the, on the scorecards. Well, here's the thing, yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm giving you grief about your number seven. Guess, uh-huh. guess who I have at number seven? Uh, who, who do you have? The 160-pound Jermall Charlerick. Oh, no. Jermall Charlerick. Yeah. 32 and 0. Uh-huh. Okay. This is another guy, right? Um, see, I was, I was for, it's called foreshadowing, right? You know, in a movie, uh-huh. foreshadowing, they'll say something and then something happens later in the movie. I was telling you that it is not the fighter's fault if they cannot get all the best fights, Rick. Uh-huh. This guy is super talented. Okay. I think if he gets a chance to fight Canelo, we're going to see that. But, you know, he's, he completely dominates who he fights. Derevichenko, Dennis Hogan, you name it, right? Julian Williams, Austin, no doubt, Trout, back in 2016. This guy, to me, I pay to watch this guy. He passes the eye test. He's like a Crawford to me. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't had the opponent. Couldn't keep him out of the top ten, Rick. Yeah, no, I, I was able to keep him out of the top ten. <laughs> um, he just hasn't had that, you know, he hasn't had that one fight. Could you go know, imagine that, yeah. You know, when when there's guys to fight out there. But is that his fault? He, 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 he picks up Brandon Adams, you know, who just won the uh, – the contender, yeah, um, you know, uh, a Dervichenko that's you know the machine, kind of, right? Kind of on his way out, yeah. You know, um, you know, who probably beat Triple G? Yeah, Dervichenko but just beat Triple G. He lost that one. And the then, technician, you talking about the technician, Sergey yeah, Dervichenko? It's just not a you know. I'm looking at all 32 wins, and it's not a who's who. The o- the only one that I'm kind of impressed with yeah. was Austin Trout. Yeah. But that was past Austin Trout's prime. 2016, yeah. no doubt Trout from New mm-hmm. Mexico, I think. That yeah. gal reminded us outside of the Staples uh-huh. Center. Remember that? And then it's, it's almost like he's beating up on all the uh, all the contenders. You know, 
Cornelius Canine uh, Bundridge, you know. Um, Here's the thing, though, Rick. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah. You know, who is there to fight? You know, now Demetrius Andre moves up. Uh-huh. I'm talking. I'm just telling you, Rick. He passes the eye test as far as being world class, yeah. pound for pound. It, had he beaten a Demetrius Andre, yeah. he'd be on my list. But it looks but, like he's avoiding that fight. Yeah, they well, could make that fight. Well, not anymore. Yeah, not, not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. But so, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You missed one. Yeah. All right, <laughs> number eight. I'm telling you, from this point uh-huh. on, it's going to get really interesting. Yeah. Who do you have at number eight, Rick? I have Juan Francisco Estrada, number eight. Okay. Yeah. And makes sense, right? Uh-huh. Great fighter. We already talked about it. The wars with Chocolatito, the wars mm-hmm. with Carlos Cadres. The war. He, by the way, he's in the lead of those four guys, right? I yeah. think he's him and is it Sorum Vici that have a winning record mm-hmm. against the other three. Kind of like the four little mini kings there. Okay? Yeah. Here's another one that's going to be a little bit controversial, Rick. But, you know, I, I started doing the research. And, again, I'm going by the eye test. I'm going by the ability. Undefeated, 25-0. and 0, David Benavides, Rick. I have him mm-hmm. at, at super middleweight, Rick. Here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. He hasn't lost, okay? He lost his championship on the scales. I get it. I gave him a hard time about that. You remember that. Yeah. He didn't get a break with me. But um, absolutely annihilates a tough Anthony Durrell, uh-huh. Rick. I mean, he made Anthony Durrell look like an amateur. Um, knocks out Kyron Davis. The only tough fight he's had was against Ronald Graville, where he comes back mm-hmm. and beats him like... In a in a very simple manner, I think he's underrated, man. Yeah, no, no, I I think he's on the outside looking in. I think for me, it's yeah, you know, it's the same Charlo uh, debate. You know, yeah, who, who has he really fought? Um, you know, a lot, of, and it seems to be a trend with these PBC fighters yeah. where there's guys to fight and they don't fight them. You know why? But that's the whole why, thing. Why hasn't the Caleb Plant fight? You but, know, and I'm not blaming Benavides. I'm blaming right. You know, it's it's the system that they're in. Right. Um. You know, he's fighting. Uh. You know. Who's it? Jay Leon Love. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a who's who. But here's the thing, Rick. So yeah. you know, he beat Anthony Durrell, the dog, right? So Anthony <sighs> Durrell was still okay. But here's listen to this. He's 34 and one, right? Uh-huh. The only his only loss, Anthony Durrell, was to Badu Jack. Okay. So he's 34 and one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, never been knocked out. He loses a majority decision. Benavides knocks him out and run not in round nine, Rick. Yeah. Okay. But see, annihilates him. It also, before that fight, he fought Yelidrim in, into the 10th round. Yeah. And it was only stopped because uh, accidental headbutt. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. But, yeah. you know, I, I think it was a, a Darrell way past his prime. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to see Benavidez get a big win and then he'll crack the top 10. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Yeah. I did not take it against him. Mm-hmm. Or Charlo, just to show that I'm fair, right? Yeah. I did not take it against those two guys. Those were my two guys I mm-hmm. knew that was going to be a little controversial with you, Rick. Yeah. But the, it's not those two guys' fault that they can't get the best fights because they're with PBC and how they're controlled. Yeah. The fights that they've had that's been put right in front of them, they've dominated, and both those guys are superiorly skilled. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're down to what? Number nine. Number nine. Two more. These are going to be interesting. Yeah. Who do you have at number nine, Rick? At number nine, I have Tyson Fury. Wow. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like surprised he made your list. <laughs> well, how did he slip so far, Rick? The man who beat the man, the lineal just, champion. You know, uh, unfortunately, on these pound-for-pound pound lists, yeah. you know, the heavyweights, you know, they, they, they get dinged. 
And yeah. and that was, you know, his So beating Wilder, his beating Vladimir Klitschko, uh-huh. just, you know, beating Otto Whalen, just dominating the heavyweight <laughs> division doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah, no. It, it uh you know, it's tough to get on that list because, you know, it just if he was at a smaller weight division, he'd just be out of shape. Well, but he's yeah. not, and yeah. he's and he's an excellent boxer. No credit for coming back the way he did against uh, against Wilder, huh? No, yeah, getting it, up. It, it uh, no, pl- plenty of uh, you know, props for that, you know, but um, he just can't be higher on the list. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, to me, he is simply mm. because of how he's how he has won. Masterful boxer, six nine. Yep. Top ten, like I said, I got him top ten heavyweights, maybe of all time. Uh-huh. So certainly he's going to be high on my list, Rick. Um, oh, my number nine, Rick. Uh-huh. Arthur Beterbiev, Rick. Yeah, not a bad pick. You know, I, I uh, yeah. considered him. You know, for 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 my list, seventeen and zero, Rick. Again, uh-huh. light heavyweight, uh, destroys everybody that he fights. Okay, not his fault, right? We we absolutely want to see that fight against Bivol. Okay. But until that time, what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. He's 17 and 0, Rick. You know how many knockouts he has? 17? Yes. Yeah. That's right, Rick. You're a math guy. That's yeah. 100% knockout 100%. ratio. Yeah. Okay. He knocks out everybody and he knocks out guys that haven't been knocked out. Uh-huh. Okay. How this guy is not on the list, right? But somehow you have Usek, who's got one uh-huh. big win against Anthony Joshua, Anthony Glass Josh. So I don't know, man. Number nine. Yeah, Easy. It just hasn't taken the risks for me, you know. Um, you know, he's he stayed at that division, and but it, that's who he is, th- Rick. That's this who definitely he is. isn't a, a who's who. You know, this is like, uh, you know, you look at the list of names other than the Marcus Brown, they could all be his cousin. Well, he, you know? well, then he knocks out family members. Then he's yeah. he's not a very nice cousin. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. This guy's the real deal. Hopefully, yeah. he gets to fight. Is he the one that they're trying to set up with Joe Smith? Or is it Bebo? Yeah, uh, Joe Smith. Yeah. So, see, you know, I don't even know if a Joe Smith uh, win will do it for me. He's got to beat Joe Smith and Bevo and crack the <laughs> Gosh, top ten. Yeah. Okay. But Usyk makes it but from, just, makes from it. just beating yeah. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. One win. He cleans out an unknown uh-huh. cruiserweight division. Yeah. You couldn't give me five fighters in the cruiserweight division, even three. Two. Two, give me two fight fighters in the cruiserweight division without looking at the list. <laughs> and Usyk beats Anthony Joshua and he punches his ticket. Uh-huh. Gotcha. All right, Rick. Woo, number 10. At least you're not going to argue or have a debate with my number 10. My number 10 is Josh Taylor. Yeah. He good. made, he made yeah. the list. Yeah, he made the list. Like you said, uh-huh. 140 pound. He got there the right way, beat all the quality fighters in that division, uh-huh. right? Um, is undisputed. And absolutely, very skilled fighter. Another, you know, and, and he checks all the boxes. When you said, "Would we pay seventy nine dollars?" Yeah, I would. Yeah. Now it's going to depend on who he fights, mm-hmm. but more than likely, yeah, I would because he's 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 very exciting. He's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Who's your number ten, Rick? Well, number ten, uh, you're not going to be happy about this one, and and it kind of goes against you know, uh, you know, some of the things I've been saying about keeping out these other guys. Yeah. But I'm putting Gervonta Davis number ten. Wow. No, I don't I don't have an issue with that. Oh, okay. I don't have an issue with Gervonta Davis. Um he's one of my bubble guys. Okay. He's one of my bubble guys. Um but again, yeah, if you're gonna stick him in there, yeah. Again with Usyk. Usyk is your is the questionable because you went mainstream. Uh-huh. But he's who's he beaten? Uh well Gervonta Davis beat Leo Santa Cruz. Right. You know, at, he, right. <laughs> at a hundred at hundred and thirty. He, he beat, right? You know, a, an undersized. He he was able to beat uh, knock out Mario Barrios, who yeah. uh Keith 
Keith Thurman wasn't able to knock out. Um, you know, he had a tough fight with Isaac Cruz. You know, I'm, you know, probably dinging him for that, or he might even be higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like I think he's got plenty of skills. Yeah. Um, you know, lefty, nice uppercut. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think they need to let the, let him loose and and let him fight the guys um, that he should be fighting. You know, he's got twenty six wins. Yeah. Twenty four by knockout. So I um I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. I don't have an issue with putting him at number ten, especially with some of the other fighters. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Here's the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't do it on purpose, but I kind of did. None of the lightweights made my list, okay? okay? Not until they fight each other, Rick, yeah. okay? So um, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. Gervonta Davis, Lomachenko, and even throw Teofimo Lopez. If Teofimo Lopez obviously would have beaten Cambosas, mm-hmm. then Teofimo Lopez is in my top 10. But other than that, right, Cambosas, those five guys, if they're not going to fight each other, they're not making my top 10. Yeah. That's why I didn't include Davis. Because if I'm going to include Davis, mm-hmm. then I feel I've got to put Tufima Lopez. Yeah. Because Tufima Lopez actually has a win against one of your top 10 guys, yeah. Lomachenko. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you're going to have Davis in there, then yeah, that's where your list got skewed, by the way. Once you, yeah, once you put in Lomachenko, uh-huh. your entire list was thrown off <laughs> because you've got other guys that clearly should have been above him, right? Yeah. Davis doesn't have a signature win against a great fighter. Teofimo Lopez does, other than the fact that Davis is undefeated, Rick. Yeah, well, Davis, I'm telling you that Leo Santa Cruz fight, you know, it was, you know, at 130 pounds, Rick. At 130 pounds, you know, small Leo Santa Cruz, but uh, you know, still an impressive win. Wow. Well, there you go. I'm trying to catch up on. I didn't write down. So, who was your number eight? I had uh, one Francisco Estrada. Oh, that's right. So you had Estrada. And then number nine, who'd you have? Uh, Tyson Fury. That's right, Fury. And then, of course, Gervonta Davis. So who are the fighters that you had that I didn't have on the list? So you had Usyk mm-hmm. that I did not have on the and, list. And Lomachenko. Yeah, of course. You had Usyk, Lomachenko. And Gervonta Davis. And Gervonta Davis, yeah. And then I had, of course, that you didn't have on the list, mm-hmm. Charlo, David Benavides, and Arthur Biterbiev. Yeah, I feel like I had a solid reason for my guys, and and, and you were kind of yeah. going a little mainstream, and, and, Rick. And, and uh, you know, uh, one guy that's not on anybody's list yeah. that I thought of put up putting him in at number ten. Yeah, Nonito Donaire. Yeah, oh, you know what, Rick? Okay, I totally agree with you. I'm going to show you. Where's my note here? Yeah. I have the Filipino flash. Yeah, written down. Okay. You know, if if Inouye yes. is so high on everybody else's list, yeah, he gave him, you know. The fight of his life, and, yep. and uh, yep. you know, he's looking for another rematch. Yeah. And at, at close to 40 years old, I d- Rick, put him in there. I have him. I have him scratched off. Yeah. I was that close to putting Onito Donaire. And that's the thing. You may yeah. as well have gotten him with better than Lomachenko. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Davis, because Donaire has been there before. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's fought wars. Amazing that he's still doing what he does. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And again, right, we talked a little bit about it last week. You've got all these other guys, right, that we didn't name that are on the outside looking in, but one fight or two, and all of a sudden they make the list. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, it's all about, I think, I, I think fighting the right opponent yeah. get, will get you in. Yeah, I mean, by the way, neither one of us had Anthony Joshua. No. Right? Which makes sense. And yeah. those are the heavyweights. So the notable heavyweights missing, I'd say, was Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll go all the way down to the light heavyweights, since I know you you can name off the cruiserweights like nah, nothing with like Usyk. Yeah. Um, 
Dimitri Bivol uh-huh. did not make the list, no. right? But he's you could send the outside looking in. Super middleweight. Um, again, I had David Benavides, right? Yeah. Um, you didn't, so he's the guy that's there. Caleb Plant. No, not a top ten. Yeah, but close if he beat somebody, right? Yeah, he just he hadn't really even before he fought um, Canelo, he hadn't fought anybody. Yeah. So you know, a Canelo win, yeah, then yeah, he's in there, but. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's an immediate um, yeah. middleweight. I'll tell you a fighter who's on several lists, I think because of the criteria that they use, Triple G. Yeah. Triple G is still on several lists. Yeah, he's on the transnational boxing, and he's on the uh, boxing news online. They've got him, uh, both have him at number nine. I, I just think because he's been winning, um, yeah. they don't take into account that he's probably fading yeah. at, the, at this point. Right. And the longer he waits to have another fight, yeah. you know, the older he's going to get. Yeah, we didn't have anybody at the 154 yeah. make the pound for pound. So Charlo, Castano, no. Lubin, nobody there. Welterweight, of course, we mm-hmm. had uh, two, Spence yeah. and Crawford. Uh, on the outside looking in, of course, you got Ordonis Ugas. No one, no one believes he's no. yeah. he's top 10. But you got Enos and Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. Depending on what they do this year, you know. Absolutely. 140 pounds. Again, Josh Taylor, both yeah. on our list. Um you had him a little higher than what he should have been, but that's fine. Yeah. We both had him on the list. Um, who else can knock on the door there? Yeah, you know, Rigoro, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough for those guys to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Lightweight, okay. Um, well, you had Lomachenko. Yeah. That was the only lightweight that we had in. Like I said, I, I, I the other guys, Cambosas, he needs one more win. And, and if you have Durante Davis, if if he's a, a lightweight. That's then, the thing. That's but the but they also got him ranked at 140 because yeah. that's where he beat Barrios at. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you got Davis, you got Devin Haney, you got Ryan Garcia. Again, you got those guys. They would have to have two signature wins against yeah. one another, right, mm-hmm. in order to make the list. Super featherweight, uh, 130, um, again, you got Davis, you got Shakur Stevenson, you had Loma. Technically, we can count Loma, but those are the other fighters. Yeah. Um, I tell you, Rick, a guy that I almost put on the list, Rick, Emmanuel Navaretti. I almost put yeah. Na- Navaretti, almost. That was that was the guy <laughs> that almost made my list, Navaretti and Nonito Donaire. I almost made yeah. the list. I almost would have pushed uh, Jermall Charlo or David Benavides uh-huh. and put Emmanuel Navaretti. Yeah, you know, not a bad pick. You know, um, you wouldn't have a problem with that, right? No, you know, I the, my only issue is defense. There's not much defense going on there, but, but you know, yeah, good offense. But that's a guy that we yeah. like to see. Uh, nobody from the super bantamweight. No, no, Stephen Fulton. No, but it's close. Not not until one of them, you know, cleans out the division and gives Daniel Roman his shot. Yeah, you got Akhmadiella. Yeah. You got Danny Roman. Um, bantamweight, of course, we had Inouye, and then mm-hmm. and then Donaire. Yeah. Um, you know, the other one that a, that a lot of fighter that a lot of folks have, of course, we had a strata down at the super flyweight is the Japanese, uh, Ioka. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, a lot of ones have Ioka in the top 10, Rick. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I just. Super flyweight. Yeah. yeah. Kazuta, Ioka. So a lot of, uh, a lot of lists. Woo. There you go, Rick. Yeah. There is our first ever pound for pound top 10. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to the boxing news, talk fights, specific goes boxing. We'll be right back. Specific goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. I'm going to have to listen to that again, Rick. Mm-hmm. 
good list. Yeah. Good top 10 list. Uh, I'll post that. That'll be posted by tomorrow on PacificCoastBoxing.com. You guys weigh in. Let us know. Who do you agree with? Who do you disagree with? What's your list? Yeah, you guys, you know, everybody send us what your list is. Um, so let's talk about the fights that took place over the weekend, Rick, and then we'll get to the boxing news. Okay. What do we got? So we'll start with the uh, Carlos Quadras fight yeah. versus uh, Bam Rodriguez. You know, a very interesting fight. Uh, unanimous decision victory for uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, like we talked about, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Young guy, came in, did what he had to do, uh, moving all the way up, right? Yeah. Um, from 108 pounds is where he's generally listed. But um, I, I was a little bit um, not disappointed. I guess it was a little sad because I think that's pretty much it for Quadras. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. You'll still, you're going to still some see him on, uh, you know, on some of the Channel 34 fights, yeah. right? It, it just won't, you know, that top level. He'll, he'll get a couple uh, – you know, maybe there'll be a, a chocolatito fight, yeah. or, you know, something. But uh, seeing him at his best, yeah. you know, that's probably it. Yeah, he's just got to be careful now that he's not just, you know, the doormat for the young guys that are up and coming and mm-hmm. he's looking to collect a paycheck because that can that can easily happen, right, if yeah. he wasn't investing and saving his money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for Rodriguez, you know, right now, currently he's the uh, youngest yeah. um, champion. No kidding. How old is he? 22. Wow. Yeah. Oldest champion in any weight division? Yeah, youngest champion in any, any weight division. Interesting. Well, good for him. Yeah. No, I mean, impressive victory. And, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we'll see where where he can go from here. Well, and I think, Rick, it also speaks to now, you know, Julio Cesar Martinez, who's moving up, right, yeah. to fight uh, Chocolatito. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that makes that a little bit more palatable as far as, you know, uh, his ability to maybe pull out a win there. Yeah, and um, even uh, Eddie Hearn was talking about uh, Juan Francisco Estrada yeah. for, for the next um, fight for uh, Bam Rodriguez. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And having it in San Antonio. Damn, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. It'd wow. Be yeah. Because he had to pull out of the uh, Chocolatito fight, so right. you know, now he's just kind of waiting yeah. for an opponent. That would be something. Yeah. Um, also, the, you know, we, we talked about the Keith Thurman fight, you know, the unanimous decision victory over, uh, Mario Barrios. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a perfect opponent, you yeah. know, f- for him, you know, tall, didn't punch very hard. Right. Uh, even though, you know, he got hit with the, with the body shot, he had to remove his mouthpiece. And, yeah. Yeah. So catch his breath. But, um, you know, that, that fight was never in doubt. No, it wasn't. Keith Thurman reminds me a little bit of, of like, USC in football. Mm-hmm. You know, USC, they just got the new coach from um, Oklahoma. Riley, I think his name is. Um, college football is better when USC is relevant. Mm-hmm. It just is because of all the tradition. And I think that the welterweight division is better with Keith one-time Thurman in the yeah. mix, simply because, again, say what you want about him, Rick, but he does have big signature wins mm-hmm. against Garcia and against Porter when they were in their prime, yeah. when nobody was beating these guys. And so, you know, yeah, this didn't prove to me anything that one-time yeah. Thurman is back or he's one of the best welterweights. But I do think, right, that I would pay $79 mm-hmm. to watch him and Terrence Crawford, or him and Spence Jr. Yeah. fight. And, no and doubt I, about it. And I think that's kind of where we're heading. Yeah. Um, I think this fight, you know, if uh, Spence wins his fight, yeah, um, it's just going to delay the uh, the Terrence Crawford Earl Spence fight because I think Keith Thurman fights Earl Spence. Next. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Uh, remember, Spence is the Spence beat Porter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Porter lost to Spence. Yeah. And so they've got that common opponent, and Keith Thurman is a much better boxer than Porter, right? A yeah. lot more slicker, better foot movement. So, again, I think it's all good. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he was away for so long, but now he's back. Yeah, again, 
and by the way, a lot of you know credit to Mario Barrios, right? Yeah. That face looked nasty, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that nose, you know, <sighs> was, uh, yeah. it was to the side. It was, it, yeah. it was, uh, it didn't look good. Not a good look. Um, Leo Santa Cruz, you know, he bounced back from his uh, knockout loss to uh, Gervonta Davis with yeah. a unanimous decision victory over uh, Keenan Carbajal, who don't confuse him. Yeah. You know, uh, there is relation, but yeah. he's not associated with Michael Carball. Yeah, he, yeah, I know. Be careful <laughs> with that, right? But I mean, Rick, basically, you know, a, a punching bag. Yeah. Right, a punching bag that was swinging, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then. Okay, <laughs> but again, it was his return back to. Mm-hmm. They didn't even fight at one twenty six, right? No, no, I think uh, it was at a catch weight. You yeah. Know, but uh, he plans on being back at one twenty six for his next fight. We want, we've been calling this for years, but mm-hmm. now he's back. We want to see Santa Cruz against Navarrete yeah. and, of course, against uh, Mag Saya. Yeah. That's the fight that we want to see Leo Santa Cruz in. Yeah, this was just the, you know, get back to being busy, win your fight. First fight, of course, since being knocked out in devastating fashion mm-hmm. by your number 10 pound-for-pound pound fighter, Gervonta Davis. Yeah. So that's fine. N- none of these, by the way. Okay, think about it. You know, Santa Cruz against um, um, Carbajal. And again, back to seventy nine bucks. Give me a break. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, also on the card, we had uh, Luis Neri. Yeah, with the split decision victory over uh, Carlos Castro. Yeah. Um, the bad part about this is before the fight, they kind of said that uh, if Neri won, he would yeah. get the Stephen Fulton fight. Yeah, which is re- which is really ridiculous. Yeah. Based on what? Yeah. Based on what, man? Of course, we're talking because we we'd like to see Danny Roman get that fight, mm-hmm. and he's the he's the mandatory for both divisions. I think yeah. both for the WBO and the WBA. Mm-hmm. Um, on a separate card, we have uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, unanimous decision over um, Liam Williams. Yeah, and uh, he dropped Liam Williams four times in that fight. Yeah, and again, right? I remember I told you. So this was a big fight for them because this was kind of an eliminator of sorts, even though they didn't call mm-hmm. it that. Um, for these guys that were kind of right in the middle there. So now Williams is calling out um, Triple G, which I think would be a good fight, by the way. Mm -hmm. Billy Joe Saunders even weighed in, right, talking about how he can be, you know, half dead and still (laughs) beat. Of course, Billy Joe Saunders already beat. He handed Eubanks Jr. his first loss. And, uh, yeah, Eubanks Jr. also was calling out Murata and uh, Connor Ben. Even though Connor Ben, I think, would have to go up and wait to fight him. Well, yeah, Connor Ben's at 147. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Make that fight yet. Um, also on that card was uh, Clarissa Shields. Yep. Unanimous decision victory over uh, yeah. Emma Cozen. Yeah. Um, in, in it was, uh, I think it was one, one of those 100 to 90 yeah. fights. Yeah. Um, and like I said last week or a couple weeks ago, Rick, that's a big grudge match between Clarissa Shields and Marshall. Mm-hmm. She's talking about, you know, Marshall's going to get it worse than Cozen did. She yeah. doesn't like her. A lot of bad blood there. That's the other woman's fight, but uh, other than Serrano and Taylor, that has to take place, man. And Marshall was in attendance, and uh, they they were posting pictures of her on Instagram sleeping during yeah. the fight because she said, "No kidding know, that, that the uh, there was no action in that fight." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love it, especially you know boxing period, but especially yeah. in the female space, love it. Mm-hmm. And that that's pretty much it for the last weekend. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come up and talk about uh, the highlights of boxing news and then the stat of the week, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Hell of a podcast so far, good information. We still got the boxing news, Rick. What's going on? 
Uh, so this weekend we've got uh, one one fight of note: um, Daniel Jacobs versus uh, John Ryder from yeah. from London. It'll yeah. be on the Zone, and uh, it'll be at uh, Super Middleweight. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, Daniel Jacobs, the Miracle Man, was talking mm-hmm. about competing at um, at, hev- at light heavyweight, right? Yeah. And this is this not his first fight since the Rosado fight? I, I believe it is. It, it's uh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I think I think it is. And um, interesting fighting Ryder in his in his backyard uh-huh. probably. So that'll be interesting, man. I don't know. Like, how much does he's really disappeared? Like, how much does he have left in the tank? You know, like I don't even know. If it I it is, is yeah. His last fight was in 2020 against Rosado. Yeah, before so, that was against Chavez Junior. Uh, yeah, it's hard to gauge then. You know how much? Yeah. how much is actually left? Um, it's interesting though. But if you look at like his last opponents, right? So he uh, he beats uh, you know Sergey Derevchenko. Yeah, split decision by the way, mm-hmm. close fight. And then he loses to Canelo, talking about Daniel Jacobs, of course. Yeah. He beats Chavez Jr. in a ridiculous fight, beats Rosado in kind of a lackluster performance. Yeah. So, I mean, he's fought in some pretty, other than Chavez Jr., some quality opponents. Mm-hmm. And so now here he's making his way back. It's just been a while. Yeah, no, you know, at 35, you know, we'll, I'd be interested to see, you know, how, uh, how he does. You know, because he's probably got... He wins this one. Yeah. He's probably got one more big fight. You know, somebody. He's still got um, a name. That's yeah. the thing. He's still got a name, and I think if he's properly motivated, mm-hmm. he's a he's a dangerous opponent. Yeah. Um. So we'll get to the boxing news. Um. Robert Easter Jr. Uh, he yeah. was shot three times, robbed in in his hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, his only um, loss was to Mikey Garcia. Yeah. He's got a record of twenty three one and one. So, you know, hopefully he can make a full recovery. And um, he actually hasn't fought uh, in a couple of years now. Yeah, that's, yeah, thoughts and prayers, obviously, yeah. with him and his family. And ho- hopefully he makes it through. Mm-hmm. Um, Cambosos is um, running his mouth to uh, Devin Haney, saying that the uh, zone doesn't want to pay to see them fight. Yeah. Um, that they're not coming up with the money. And, um, you know, a lot of truth to it because they just don't feel that that fight is going to sell. Yeah. And I don't know why, by the way, because, you know, they're two champions that essentially would unify the 135-pound division, mm-hmm. right? But, it, again, it goes to show you. And, by the way, there's some list that Cambosos was, like, number 10 yeah. in pound for pound. And I, I just don't see that. Um, I think we talked about it last week. I think the big name in the lightweight division, of course, is Ryan Garcia, yeah. the 8.7 million followers. And they're right about that. The Garcia-Cambosos fight, you said it, Rick, that fight probably draws more. Yeah, it definitely would draw more and, and uh, less risk. Yeah, less risk, and you know, take a tune-up fight, and then just wait till uh, we'll get to the Ryan Garcia. He's going to fight uh, Emmanuel Tago. Yeah, uh, April 9th, and it'll be in um, San Antonio. Yeah, and that's definitely uh, you know, stay busy, get mm-hmm. back into the you know, shake the ring rust, etc. Look impressive, and yeah. then you know. Maybe they can negotiate something where he gets that Cambosis fight, you know, later in the year. You would hope because if yeah. we go through another year, first of all, you know, obviously we, he only fought once last year against yeah. Luke Campbell in January. But if we go through another year where Garcia either only fights once mm-hmm. or where he fights pretty much opponents like this, yeah. it's another wasted two years for him in his career. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't need it. Maybe he's making enough money. He's got his own pop. He's got his own line of, of you know, of creams and brands for men. So... Mm-hmm. Does he even need it? See, and I, and I think that this is um, this would be the way to go. You know, if if he if uh, De La Hoya can 
get uh, Cambosis to agree to a tune-up fight, then Ryan Garcia fighting Cambosis is probably his best shot yeah. at winning a title. Oh, without a doubt. Not a huge puncher. No. You know, he would probably have some physical um, advantages over him. Yeah. And, you know, that's the easiest way to a title. If he's got to fight yeah. Loma yeah. or he's got to fight one of these other, you know, yeah. he's got to fight Haney. Probably a little tougher. Yeah, he's probably not favored against Gervonta Davis. No. Or Lomachenko, no. right? So, yeah, so those guys, yeah, the, uh, yeah if, if I'm De La Hoya, I, have, I put a big target, a big bullseye on Cambosis. Yeah. And you take less money, by the way, mm-hmm. because it's simply to get that strap. Now, once yeah. Garcia has the strap, guess what? Now he's got full leverage. Now he's calling the shots. Yeah. 100%. Um, Caleb Plant uh, said, you know, he's not looking for the Benavides fight right away, uh, but says that it will happen at some point. It's interesting, right? Because yeah. where does Caleb Plant go mm-hmm. from here? You know? Yeah. You know, it, uh, yeah, maybe Brandon uh, or uh, Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, because he, you know, obviously, right, comes off of, you know, a loss to, you know, to Canelo Alvarez, mm-hmm. right? He was the you know the class of the 168 pound division. Does he maybe take on a Demetrius Andrade who yeah. just moved up to 168? Right? Yeah, could 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 be because that's all there is there, yeah. right? At the 168 division, Canelo obviously has every single belt. Mm-hmm. There's David Morrell. Don't worry. I mean, although I'm very impressed with him, yeah. but you've got you know, you've got uh, um, that's it. Demetrius Andrade and Benavides. Yeah, kind of an eliminator. Unless you want to do like a Jesse Hart. Mm-hmm. Right, tough fighter from Philadelphia. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Does Billy is. Joe Saunders want to get back into the mix? Is that somebody? I, you know, that would be intriguing be to me fight. to fight yeah. Caleb Plant, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they have in store for uh, yeah. Caleb Plant. He did. He has started training, so Good. hopefully in a few months, you know, there'll be another fight. Yeah. Um, Eddie Hearn is uh, has said that uh, Canelo thinks he can beat both Joshua and Usyk. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua maybe. Yeah. Right. Joshua maybe. Maybe he'll you know he'll slick and he'll mm-hmm. outbox him, but Usek, I don't know. Uh, isn't anything Joshua like six five? Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the the key is yeah. we'll be able to wear the Canelo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know. Will he go from five eight to six one? To six one. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's a stretch. Yeah. I mean, no. you know, we talked earlier about Roy Jones Jr. beating, mm-hmm. you know, um Ruiz, right? And Ruiz is a little bit different, you know, yeah. not, not, not much punching power, you no. know, kind of slow moving, right. you know. And who did and, Ruiz even beat to win the to beat uh, to win the heavyweight championship? Even right. I feel like it was a really faded Evander Holyfield, but I'd, yeah. I'd have to look that up. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. Also, uh, Miguel Burchelt, um came out today, and uh, he's going to have a fight March 26th. Yeah. Against Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah Nekathila. Yeah. At the 135 uh, pound division. Yeah, we need to see him back, right? Yeah. You know, devastating loss mm-hmm. to um, Oscar Valdez, yeah. right? Which, you know, very surprised a lot of people, including myself, right? So, yeah, I think we need to see him back. Mm-hmm. At one point, he was like the the boogeyman. Nobody wanted to fight him. Yeah. And then, of course, right? And by the way, Valdez didn't make any of our top 10 list. No. Right? No, I, I think... Him, his fight with uh, Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, you know maybe somebody breaks in that top yeah. ten. Yeah, the winner of that fight. Yeah, and you're right by the way with uh, with Ruiz. He lost the first fight to Hollyfield mm-hmm. in twelve rounds, and then he beat him. Okay. Uh, in two thousand one to win the uh, the championship. Okay. Talking about John Ruiz. Yeah. The quiet the man. The quiet man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From uh, somewhere in Massachusetts, I forget. Yep. Where? Chelsea. Yeah. 
That's exactly right. And uh, that's it for the boxing news. Excellent, Rick. We'll take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back and close this out with the stat of the week, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. We're going to close this out with everybody's favorite segment, Rick, the stat of the week. So the stat of the week, you know, it's a big week for women's boxing. The uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. Yeah. Um, press conferences have been going in London, you know, here in the U.S. as well. Um, so we're going to talk female boxing purses combined for 2021, you know, per fighter. The, the top two will do. Okay. Um, Katie Taylor was one. Yeah. With 1.5 mil. Yeah. And that's for three fights. Wow. And Clarissa Shields made $1 million. For how many fights? For three. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Such a disparity, mm-hmm. right? Such a disparity. When you think about, you know, we were talking about Evandra Elidrum, who mm-hmm. made $3 million for his fight against Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Who didn't throw a single punch. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jake Paul did come out and say that uh, both are expected to get a yeah. uh, seven-figure payday for, for this next fight. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, um, you know, an inequity there, right? Mm-hmm. Quite a disparity between what the males are making, what the females are making. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you bridge that gap, I guess, would be the, you know, the $30 question, mm-hmm. right? I think that this is a start. I think that they have to fight each other. Yeah, right. I think, I think the best have to fight the best, and even in the men's, yeah, you know, it's got to be the best versus the best. No, that's exactly right. But it's even more so with the females. Yeah, right. They have they stand more to lose, um, and I think in general they want to, right? Mm-hmm. And then I also think right that the you know there's culpability for the you know the the promoters and culpability for the um, the networks. Yeah, that are showing these. I think doing a better job of promoting the women and the female fighters, Rick, mm-hmm. because in other countries, by the way, female fighting is big time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got uh, you know like Cobrita Ruiz, who we spoke to, you know, last mm-hmm. year. She's got to go. They're going all the way to uh, Costa Rica. Yeah. For so a big no, card. Yeah, it's, it's it's huge in Mexico. You know, it's it's huge overseas. They headline yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. They have to get it to the point where. Um, I think the UFC women are at yeah because I think they they, they do pretty well. Oh yeah, it just it's yeah. just in the way they they promote it. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. It's in the promotion. It's in the networks. It's putting them out there. It's it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do a good job. We're one of the few ones that actually talk and promote. We get female fighters. We had Sula Marbina. Yeah. We had La Corita Ruiz. We're open to having you know as many female fighters as possible because that's just way too big a disparity. And here's the thing. Their fights, we went to the one fight, Rick, at the Honda Center, remember, uh, last year? And I forget the fight, but I think, you know, Joel, not Cortez, but uh, remember that fight? It was the most entertaining fight of the night. Yeah, uh, Muncino, and I forget who she fought. That's right. You know what I'm talking about. Uh That that was the fight of the night, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, the fight of the night. And so you put those kind of fights, but by the way, you know, and this is kind of a risk, I guess, but... You put them on national television. Uh-huh. You headline that, right? When you get these these bull BS nonsense, you know, uh, nonsense the cards during the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Put the female fighters, yeah, right, yeah. Let them let them headline, and um, you know the UFC. You know, once again, has done a good job. Even even the other cards, the Bellators yeah. and everything. Right. A lot of times, you know, they're they're the main event, and. Um, it kind of feels like there's been a little bit of a lull. Yeah. You know, where we went from Christy Martin, Layla Lee. Right. And having that, those great female yeah. Yeah. Uh, fighters, 
and then now I think with uh, this this fight, you know, who knows? You know, they, if this first fight is great, there could yeah. be a, tr- a trilogy. Yeah, no, and there's even more now. I mean, you look at the look at the card that we just talked about, the mm-hmm. one that we're giving a hard time about them. They're charging seventy nine dollars. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't tell me that you couldn't find two female fighters to put on that card mm-hmm. that was more entertaining than some of the garbage that we saw over the weekend. Yeah. Come on. All right, folks, that'll do it, Rick, for round number two, Pacific Coast Boxing. We got the Daniel Jacobs rider fight. That'll be interesting. And then we really start to get going with some um, with some better and more action. Yeah. That'll do it. I'll see you next week, Rick. All right, see you next week.